How to Live a Life of Prayer. Welcome to episode 48 of Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. Today, we'll be covering questions 224 through 226 in To Be a Christian in Anglican Catechism, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Kurt Hine, Rector of Light of Christ Anglican Church in Georgetown, Texas, joined today by my co-catechist, Father Isaac Rayberg, Rector of All Saints Anglican Church in San Antonio, Texas. But before we begin, let's pray. This is Proper 10. Let your merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and that we may receive what we ask. Teach us by your Holy Spirit to ask only those things that are pleasing to you, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the same Spirit lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. So, so number two, oh, sorry. Oh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> 224, Kurt, what is a rule of prayer? A rule of prayer is a regular discipline by which I cultivate a life of prayer and grow to love and glorify God more fully. Yeah, that word discipline sometimes comes across kind of as a bad word for us. It has some very negative connotations, but it's actually a very good word. Yes. And, well, rule does too, right? We think of a right. rule like as something negative. But really what we're talking about here is you could, if you were to use an analogy, is like a training plan. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go and you're going to, um, well, we'll, we'll, ha we'll all have to do this right after Christmas. Um, and then <laughs> we'll all have to work off those extra 10 or 15 pounds that we gain, um, through Thanksgiving. And, uh, so you, you need, you need to go to the gym with a plan or else nothing is going to get accomplished. You need to know what your goal is. You need to know what the tools that you have at your disposal, um, how many reps you're going to do for how long. And, and that can be really, really helpful and doing it with other people and all of mm -hmm. those things are necessary to have a successful successfully lose that weight and get back into shape so that you can do it again next year. So, um, the, <laughs> and you have to be disciplined to be, to stick with it. I mean, that's, right. that's the other part. Yeah, that's right. This, that's what discipline is, right. Is, is to be, um, serious about your training yeah. and, um, to make it a priority and to be doing it. It's not, it's not a negative thing at all to be disciplined. And, and this, and we, we talk about from time to time, the spiritual disciplines and prayer is probably, um, always at the top of the list for most folks, so if, if not number one, it's number two or three. And, um, and, and the point is that, that those are the tools that we have from the church, from the Bible to help us grow in our walk with the Lord, glorify him. Um, I recently read an article that, uh, I think this was from the gospel coalition where someone wrote it and said, uh, um, well, isn't, isn't it hip, hip, hypocrisy if I'm obedient when I don't feel like it? And the answer is no, actually, that's a no. good thing. <laughs> you know, don't, no. don't be so authentic that you are, uh, you're undisciplined. I mean, that's, that, that's not, that's not a, a virtue. Uh, no, it's, it's actually one of the ways you do develop that, um, that desire to do it is by doing it even when you don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We put feelings are important, but they're not everything um, someone once yeah. told me we can edit this out if we need to said he said feelings are like farts sometimes there's <laughs> something behind it and sometimes there's not <laughs> and uh in any case it's like 
yeah, feelings are important because they tell us something, but to follow your feelings is a bad road to go down because feelings, I mean, I know you should know yourself enough to know that if you, if I drink red wine, right. And I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm going to be cranky the next morning. That's right. It's absolutely nothing to do with anything else, except the fact that I drank a cheap red wine before I went to bed. Right. That, yeah. So if I lived my life based upon that, I mean, what the feeling is telling me is don't drink cheap red wine before you go to bed. It's not telling me anything else besides that. Right, right, right. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So we have a rule of prayer, a discipline of prayer to help us rein in those feelings. Um, but things can, uh, can, can block that, right? So our, 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 our bad feelings can, can block that. But what, what can hinder your regular prayers, number 225? Yeah, my prayers may be hindered by many things, such as lethargy or loss, selfishness or sin, distractions or difficulties, or seasons of spiritual dryness. With God's help, a rule of prayer strengthens me to overcome all these. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is just reality. It's it's the same issues that get in the way of a physical exercise, get in the way of spiritual exercise and training, right? right. And get in the way of our prayers. And prayers are fun to, the fundamental. I mean, I believe they're the fundamental thing about yeah, oh, yeah. it's like breathing it's like breathing yeah. but but there's all these things that come in the way that get in the way of a regular practice of prayer um like lethargy or loss. yeah sometimes yeah when sometimes we you know at least for me i, I can uh, probably substitute laziness for lethargy right mm -hmm. <laughs> i just don't want to do it i want to sit in my chair you know and listen to uh listen to an audiobook instead but that's not the way to do it yeah the, and i think the lethargy and distraction part are are very connected yeah especially today when we we have the phone we have the computer and we can get some dopamine hits really quickly on instagram or youtube or whatever or, or a podcast and just quite frankly doing morning prayer is not that exciting <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunity for our laziness to, to move into some sort of distraction. Yeah. And I know that, that that's why for me anyway, I find that if I don't, if I don't make it the first thing I do, you know, after the kids are off to school or, you know, the, those, the first thing I do when I'm by myself, I probably won't do it. Right. Yeah. It's important to make this the priority. Yes. Yeah. Uh, selfishness or sin—that's that's a huge thing. Um, you know, when when we fall into sin, we often don't want to pray for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, how, that that is the voice of the enemy because that is the time when we should be going to the Lord for forgiveness, for restitution, for reconciliation with the Lord. But um, you know, our our sin wants to keep us away from Him, and so we we uh, we fall into that. Yeah. And then How about there are, seasons of spiritual dryness. Right. Right. So there's this idea that the spiritual life, like if you're really in tune with the Lord, it's always just feel wonderful feelings and wonderful just times of just joy. And there aren't, but in reality, there are times of spiritual dryness that the Lord leads us through. There are desert valleys. Mm -hmm. And if we, if, we're led by our emotions only into into times of prayer and 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 praise of the lord then 
when we're in a time of spiritual dryness, when the Lord is trying to teach us something different than just relying on our emotions all the time, we won't have the resources we need to continue to be faithful to him and to learn the thing that he's teaching us. And so, so spiritual dryness is, if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will happen to you. And it's a normal, it's a normal Christian experience. And those time and a regular rule of prayer, having a, a plan and a, a sort of a schedule of prayer is what will help keep you faithful and with, and, um, recognize the lord's presence with you through those times as the uh eminent theologian woody allen once said 80 percent of success is just showing up yeah we, we're going to keep adding to these quotes here we'll quote woody <laughs> allen <laughs> oh my gosh That's good so question 226 what nurtures a fruitful life of prayer my life of prayer is fed by the regular reading of scripture practice of personal prayer, and corporate worship of God. The ancient threefold rule of the church encourages weekly communion, the daily office, and private devotions to shape this way of life. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that's that's kind of a paraphrasing uh, 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 Martin Thornton from uh, English Spirituality, you know, his description of, um, of, of that, that old regula, that old rule. Right. Um, and, and really summarizing the way that the prayer book sets it up for us, um, which, of course, does have very ancient roots. Yes. Yes. So we're called to follow Jesus. We know how do we do that? It's good to have some really practical baseline right, actions that we're involved in that we do. And here and here they are. Right. Regular reading of scripture. Practice of personal prayer and corporate worship of God. And this is an and this is related to that ancient threefold rule as as you were talking about, and as it talks about here, going to communion, going to Eucharist service every Sunday. It has to be the priority. Mm -hmm. The priority is not getting on the boat. It's not your vacation. It's not whatever you're doing. Wherever you are, there's going to be a church somewhere. Go. Go yeah. to church. The daily yeah. office. And I mean, this is such a great thing, too. It's like we don't have to remake. We don't have to reinvent the wheel every morning when we're going to the Lord in prayer. You know, the idea of a quiet time is really good in, in the sense of like, we need that time before the Lord. But the, the issue with that sort of understanding that we get from maybe evangelical, or my evangelical background is that what do I do in my quiet time, <laughs> right? How do I, how do I pray? And especially in times of spiritual dryness, the, part of part of spiritual dryness is that there's just nothing in you that is inspired right, right, <laughs> to right. do to 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 pick anything or to create anything. You're just dry. And so the daily office is a wonderful thing is that you can go to your prayer book, you go to morning prayer. And someone's already, it's like someone has already gone to the kitchen and made you and made you a great breakfast. And it's already That's got right. the scrambled eggs. It's already got your veggies. It's already got everything you need for the day. It's, it's all there, your carbs, it's all there for you. You've got in this in spiritually in the morning prayer, what you got, you got the scripture, you got your confession of sin. You've got uh, the prayer that, that you've been forgiven you have uh, songs, you have prayers of thankfulness. It's it's a nutritious spiritual meal right there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things that it, it does is it 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 really not that we're checking boxes, but it does help to do all of these things that nurture nurture that life because it does give us scripture. Um, the the uh, 2019's uh, daily office lectionary um, takes you through almost the whole Bible every year, um, and, and it's it's more comprehensive than uh, prior editions. Um, frankly, it's one of the highlights of the 2019. Um, you know, going through the Psalms monthly. Uh, one of the good things about that is you'll find out that the psalmist also had a dry spell. He also had the dark night of the soul. And so, you know, you're actually going to find with very quickly those same prayers that you ought to be praying in your time of dryness. So did the, so did the psalmist. Um, yeah, the the canticles, the the prayers, um, supplications, both for us and for others, for the church. It's really, really, even, even, even for our political situations, the state mm. prayers are so comforting when I'm so frustrated with what I see on CNN or Fox news, <laughs> more, more prayer book, less CNN and Fox news. Amen to that. Amen. More prayer book, <laughs> less cable television. <laughs> I can, I yeah. can, yeah, less cable news. And then they also talk about here the private devotions. Yeah. And um, one one private devotion of prayer that's been very helpful to me is what some people call a breath prayer, or it's it's just a prayer that you have sort of in your back pocket um, for those. The for East any uses the Jesus prayer for this. Yeah, Jesus prayer. The yeah. Jesus prayer is the best. Um, or uh, you could say, you know, sub, it's, it's, it's in the Jesus prayer, but just Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, mm -hmm. Lord have mercy, which we have in our uh, morning prayer as well. That whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, right? And um, it's the most simple prayer, but the most powerful, Lord, I, I need you, you know, have mercy. You are merciful, have mercy on me. And I find that to be very helpful in extending the, that moment of prayer from the morning into the day, into the day when I, when I inevitably run into situations that bring up anxiety or fear or anger, and I don't want to react out of my own selfish flesh, but instead, uh, I call out to the Lord for his spirit and mm -hmm. just having something there, right. Instead of, instead of cussing or whatever I might do in my flesh, instead I call out to the Lord for help, <laughs> right. That's what I go up and call out to the Lord. And I, that's a, just something I found to be incredibly. And, and there's also some kind of, you know, semi-private devotions that have been, have gained a lot of traction over the centuries in the church. Um, things that technically aren't really part of the liturgy, but they've become great traditions for increasing devotion. Um, the Stations of the Cross are, are one of those. Um, if you've ever really looked into different versions, why are there so many different versions? It's, well, it's because it's not a set liturgy. It's, it's a, uh, Though there are always a certain number of stations, everybody does it a little bit differently. Um, you know, our, our Eastern Orthodox friends with their prayer rope, our Roman Catholic friends with the rosary, um, you know, we could discuss the theology of some of the prayers used, but those ideas come from that, that private devotion. Um, even lessons and carols at this time of year for us Anglicans, that's one of those wonderful public-private devotions where we're going to sing songs and we're going to hear the scriptures and help us enter into the, the 
proper attitude of gratefulness for the nativity and, and advent. Oh, an advent wreath, right? And the candles. The advent wreath, lighting yeah. the candles with your family and having a prayer to pray at that time. These beautiful moments of prayer. Even, think, even our family prayer section has its roots in old private devotions that bishops would publish. Say, hey, you guys might find this useful. Yeah. And that would be my challenge to all of our listeners is as we start a new liturgical year to sit down and write out a very simple, not overly complex, but very simple rule of prayer for you and your family. And take this moment of Advent of preparation, repentance based on hope, expectation of Christ's coming to to reaffirm your commitment to training, a spiritual training program, a rule of prayer, and 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 re and, and diving into that again in your life. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment below. You can also take Anglican Catechesis with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. You can find the link in the YouTube description. Lord willing, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.